brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that makes a reasonable attempt at being entertaining for at least 23 minutes. Stretching it. We are currently banned in six states, three countries, and we are still on double-secret probation at Faber College. Damn you, Dean Wormer. This is Made Man Bob, and joining me today, our Made Man Brent. Uh, it's a pleasure See, to be here. He got here. it. I, yeah. I know. I, I, Mr. I Happy on the end. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got it. Somebody down there needed to leave the bar last night a little or more early. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hungover. No, it's, uh, hey, it's a pleasure to be here. I love the cheese and cracker plate. I don't know why we have that today, but it's, it's great to be here. And Made Man Maury. Thank you, Bob. I'm happy that I, to report that I have dry toes today because I brought my wellies. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Good old boy, Justin. Good morning. You did a great job decorating the basement today for the Florida show, I got to tell you. Well, you know, somebody's got to do it. So what can I tell you? It's clear where your allegiances lie, though, based on the colors you chose. Well, hey, there is more than one Florida school, you know. <laughs> there is. I, I don't know anything about that. Brent Mori and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in eight states. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for, uh, with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Check us out on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. Our show is also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic Machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. Enema Machines? What's an Enema Machine? <laughs> That's what he has. You know. <laughs> it's, My understanding is they're still out of order. Well, I'm sure they're out of order because it's an Enema Machine. You know, you're all out of order. This whole court is out of order. So, Yes, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> you can find them at www.finespirits.net. And our show is also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, visit FTLWS.com. Or Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society on Facebook. There you go. Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. In today's show, we're going to be tasting some whiskeys from the great state of Florida. Well, she comes from Tallahassee. Come on. The guys, the guy, the guys in Florida State play that dang thing all the time. I've never heard that song, but I like you think it. It's, you think it's the only song they've ever played. This, you see, I grew up in the place that has a, you know, we have a bucket full of championship rings down here in the south part of the state, you know. So I don't know what to tell you. Am I uh, am I like giving away our age by playing that? <laughs> you are. <laughs> I do like your Don Johnson. Yeah, the, jack the jacket that he's wearing. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, wearing. That he's wearing. I'm wearing no socks in honor of of, of, of rigs and you know, know tubs and, and 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 all of those guys. So you know, hey, come on. They. I remember when they used to film that thing down here. We used to go watch them. <laughs> Yes, here in Florida, they do have whiskey down here. It's not just all theme parks and tourists. and But it's still mostly theme parks. Yeah, and yeah, it depends. Mostly tourists. You can always tell the season by the changing of the colors, the colors of the shirts the tourists are wearing. So, you know, <laughs> that and hanging chads. But, but here's a list of the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. We're going to be trying out uh, Timber Creek Distilleries Florida Bourbon, Timber Creek Distilleries Reserve Florida Bourbon, Timber Creek Distilleries Florida Black Rye, Kazuba and Sons, you. Mr. Rye. Thank you. Wild Buck Whiskey. Rye Whiskey. Rye Whiskey. 
St. Augustine Distilleries uh, Double bourbon, cask. Double cask, cask. and St. Augustine Distilleries Port Finish. So why don't we get into it and have Brent tell us about our sips ratings. Thank you, Crockett. Uh, I we'll am be. the Crockett to your tubs. <laughs> we'll be uh, tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with our sips rating plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. <laughs> Justin, put that bottle down. <laughs> Two sips. Nice. Well, what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness. Yes. 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 Destin's getting excited about that. He's never heard that sound before. So. Excellent. Yes, okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brett. All right. Let's get started. <laughs> Lord, right in the toilet. We're five minutes in and it's already there. All right. We're going to start out with the first one, Timber Creek. Timber Creek Distillery is located on a family farm just north of Destin, Florida, where they make each bottle and each batch by hand. And they're really working hard to try to develop Florida whiskey as a category unto itself by using as many local ingredients as possible. They use Florida limestone water, uh, local North Florida, North Florida corn, wheat, and oats. The oat whiskey apparently isn't ready yet. And Central Florida Brack. Uh, brack. Yeah. <laughs> I had, Pour yourself another bottle. I had Chinese food today. Uh, brack rye. Um, currently, the only thing that they bring in from out of state is the barley. Is They just don't grow barley here in Florida. But they're using very little barley. Hmm. The whiskey is also aged in the heat and humidity of Florida, where the summers are hotter than Kentucky. But in North Florida, at least, the theory is that you get some cold months. So, I don't think they get enough cold there. I don't know. I've spent a, spent a summer in Tallahassee, and yeah, trust me, it's it. You know, they they scream in December when it gets down to about forty for fifteen minutes. You'd think that they're living in Alaska. Um, lastly, all their whiskeys are bottled unfiltered. Uh, Timber Creek also differs from many distilleries in that they water all of their grains. Watering is a process usually seen in beer making where you separate the clear liquid wort from the solids of the residual grains. Most bourbon distillers grind to a flour, ferment, and distill on the grain. and They believe that watering gets rid of the tannins from the woody husks of the wheat, rye, and barley and makes for a cleaner spirit with a more clean finish. And then lastly, they mill, cook, ferment, distill, and barrel each grain individually. So they make a corn whiskey, they make a, you know, they make a wheat whiskey, they make a rye whiskey, and then they blend each of the final whiskeys in to make each of the expressions. That's what I was saying earlier when we were chatting and tasting, and that's very unique. You'll see that in wines. And they'll often uh, ferment uh, each grape separately or each lot and sometimes each row of the vineyard separately and then blend to a final uh, flavor profile. I believe this is the first time I've ever seen where they're doing that with whiskey. Rather than having a mash bill that contains varying percentages of different grains, these guys are making uh, whiskey out of 100% of each grain and then doing a final blend to achieve what they're doing and i think it's 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 really interesting yeah it's a very interesting process well they were they and were nice enough to send complex. us they they do a whiskey blending kit that you can buy that has a bottle of the malt whiskey the, the wheat rye, whiskey the wheat the corn. corn it has all of them there and a little beaker and a glass stirring rod and everything so you can physically take however much of each one and and blend them together and to get the flavor profile you're looking for which i also thought was very i mean it's very unique I mean, it's a very Brent interesting has a guy. graduated cylinder that would help with that. Yes, I do. Yeah, but, but he like, uses it for other things, and you really don't want anything you're drinking in your mouth going into that graduated cylinder. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, I mean, that box, the blending box, is very a very unique idea. It's beautiful. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I, it's, you know, it's surprise. It kind of reminds me of the Angel's Envy program where they take the three different blends and you blend them together to create your own recipe. 
Yeah, it's going to have to remind you because you're not you're not seeing that one again. Not not for a couple of years at least. So, yeah, but unfortunately. Yeah, but this one here, I think we figured it out. You can have like 180,000 different combinations if you just use five percent on each one. Hmm. So it's unique. Well, let's get to the first one. All right. Uh, the Timber Creek, Florida bourbon is at 46.5% ABV. This is a bourbon made of a blend of corn and wheat whiskeys. So again, with this whiskey, it's, I want to underscore that you can't talk about a mash bill. The mash bill is 100% corn or 100% wheat. Mm. And then these two are blended uh, to form this yeah. uh, Florida Creek bourbon, which is... Um, interesting yeah it's 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 a very it well again they then they water the mash i mean it, i don't know anybody that does that so i mean they're they're taking a different approach on it we'll see if it works out in the future for them hopefully it does i, I wonder whether it will meet the definition of the regs because the regs say that in order to call it bourbon it's got to be a mash of at least 51 percent mm. corn and you're really not allowed to add anything to it technically they're taking 100 percent corn whiskey and they're adding a wheat whiskey to it uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if that fits the legal definition. I leave that to the bureaucrats. Yeah. TTB hasn't figured it out yet. They may never figure it out. Let's ask one of the lawyers at the table. What do you think, Justin? I think it doesn't meet the legal definition of a bourbon. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh, that's uh that's, thank you for the support. It's gonna have it's that's got fifty one percent corn. It doesn't say how that corn has to go in there. There's nothing that says it doesn't say how it has to go in. It just no, has to say it, that it's fifty one percent corn. And the mash, doesn't, the mash has to be fifty one percent corn. I don't think they had. I don't think it says I don't think mash. they. Here's the thing. I don't think they've taken into account this type of a process. So no. I I don't think the regs really speak to it. So I think the current by definition know. of the current regs, it doesn't meet. It may meet the spirit of the regs. Well, if you apply the rule of lenity, then if it doesn't specifically exclude it, then you let it in. There you yeah, go. That's thank you, that's Mr. Criminal Lundity. law. So, yeah. I'm going to say that it. Uh, Gee, a lawyer who it. knows about criminal law, isn't that redundant? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. say with have if you add 51 percent corn, I don't think it matters how you add it. Yeah, oh, but you can't add qualifies. anything to bourbon. Criminal lawyer is redundant. Yeah. We'll be back. Clouds and crashing surf, iridescent dunes reflecting by the light of a rising, glowing moon. Seashore mesmerizing, night breeze hypnotizing. We've come across these back roads none too soon. Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love And we're back, and we're tasting Florida whiskeys And we're starting out with the Timber Creek Florida bourbon all right, let's get into it. It's uh, it's got a very light nose to it. Um, on the palate, um, it's very young. Uh, you definitely get a lot of the corn up front. Uh, the oak on it is fairly heavy. It's very clean oak. It's not uh, musty or anything. It's it's very nice and pure oak. Um, finish on it, meh, medium finish. Um, I think it's a decent whiskey. I'd like to see where it's going to be in another, you know, 18 months to two years. I've never um, heard those words from you before. What? I'd like to see where it's going to be. I'd like to see years. Yeah, I'd like to see it. You know, it's, uh, we'll see where it gets. Um, yeah, right now, uh, two sips. Well, isn't that nice? What do you think, Brent? Well, I have to agree pretty much on all this. The, the, the corn is the predominant you know, on your nose, it's mostly corn. It's almost all you get. And on the palate, you're right, heavy corn and heavy oak. And I don't know if, you know, maybe if this was aged, you know, if it was, uh, you know, created down here in Florida and then aged up north where you get those cooler temperatures, you know, or something that would take away some of the, you know, mellow out that flavor a little bit. But, yeah, it's just two sips. Well, I don't. 
Well, isn't that nice? I don't know if specifically it's the temperature as yeah, much as or the maybe time. The, or the, the rye and the time, yeah. I think it's the, the time. The black rye. That yeah. black rye might have that effect I on it, I think the time really was, is the thing that it needs. But it, you know, it seems like it's going in the right direction. So what do you think, yeah. Corey? Well, I have to concur with the two of you. Um, I think it's uh, nicely made. I think it's uh, well done. It's going the right direction. It needs definitely time. Uh, for my palate, it's just much too young. Um, I'm getting really corn on the nose, corn on the palate, corn on the finish. And uh, it's a nice corn whiskey. Um, there are other corn whiskeys that are as good or better. Um, I love the fact that we're making whiskey in the state of Florida. I, I, I think everybody should go out and buy a bottle of Timber Creek and have it in their collection if you live in Florida or elsewhere because uh, these little micro distilleries popping up need, need love and support and nurturing while they're growing and maturing their whiskey. I'm hoping they held back enough stuff that they'll, we'll see a two and three and four year release. All their bottles say that they're aged no less than nine months. We don't specifically know the barrel size. Um, but I think, uh, they all need a little bit more time. And, uh, for now we just got to, uh, bear with it and nurture them along. I, I give this particular whiskey two sips. Well, isn't that nice? So I think that, um, it's very important that we nurture, especially as Floridians, the new whiskey industry. And I think it'd be interesting to have it as part of a, uh, age vertical where you have the newer stuff that's like 16 months, like this expression. And I want to see it in about three years. And I think three years in North Florida is going to age like 12 years in Kentucky because you've got these hot summers pushing the whiskey right into the wood. It's not pulling it out much. So I think it's going to age fast. And I think if they do the blend right, they, if they achieve balance, it's going to be exceptional. I'll give it two sips today, though. Well, isn't that nice? All right. Well, we're going to move on to the next one, and we're going to have Justin tell us about that one. So now we're reviewing the Timber Creek Reserve Florida Bourbon. It's 50% alcohol by volume, and this whiskey uses a blend of corn, wheat, and rye. The bourbon is definitely dark in color. The nose that I got was a lighter nose than the regular bourbon. And um, it, it kind of smelled like a cask finished product, even though it's not advertised like that. And I got a lot of licorice flavor on it. And uh, I would give it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? All right. Brent, what do you think? Okay, this one here when you, with the the color the color on all of these is really dark. Uh, that's that's the one thing that's surprisingly dark. Yeah, surprisingly dark. And so I think that 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 gets a little deceptive because when we're used to seeing dark bourbons and you know we're we're used to this bold flavor of uh, of vanilla and caramels and stuff like that. This one has the corn and it just the the just the, the small notes of bourbon uh, with the caramel and and the vanilla into it. The the bourbon notes are missing though. You know when you taste it, uh, you get that spice note, and you get the oak. So you're missing that that vanilla and flavor that you get with with uh, bourbon. Yeah, you get the grassiness that yeah. tells you tells you you know it's it's not quite you know it needs the age. Right, the right, right. But but what deceptive part is the is the darkness of it because you're looking at that. If you were to look at that on a shelf, you'd be like, hey, that's the one I need to get because you know if you a lot of a lot of dark bourbons are you know are very nice so this is all about color with you isn't it it's all about color you know but this get a lingering finish of pepper and a bit of a of a bitterness you know but um i believe this will smooth out over time so you know but uh give it a two sips rating well isn't that nice well my favorite part about this was the color. I, I, I described it as mahogany. It's just a beautiful color with a little, a lot of deep, rich reds. And, uh, and I agree. I was wooed, wooed and wowed by the color. And then uh, I did think the nose was more complex than the um, entry-level Timber Creek bourbon. Um, but I agree, Brent. It's missing a lot of the traditional bourbon notes that you would expect, both on the nose and on the palate. 
Um, it's definitely got a little bit more complexity on the palate, but what, what I really, to sum this, this whiskey up in about three words or so, is uh, bitter oak bomb. It's a little <laughs> bit of, it's got some bitter notes. It's definitely got a lot of oak. Um, I almost wonder whether it's been over-oaked. I mean, it's hard to say when a whiskey's been aged for nine months that it's over-oaked, but I think Justin hit the nail on the head that in the Florida climate, with super hot temperatures and not a lot of remitting uh, coolness, I wonder whether the whiskey's just getting over-oaked uh, too quickly. And we all know that it's not just about oak and the, and the small barrel and, and the time. But it's just about giving the whiskey time to mellow out and mature. Well, if you're and, using small barrels, it doesn't take much to yeah. draw out too much of the tannin. You Correct. Know? I mean, it's volume versus surface area, and that's a very, very delicate balance. Correct. To there are a number of product. people that believe you can age whiskey faster in a smaller barrel. And so a lot of these new producers, be, being that they're not able to produce enough and being that they're trying to age it quicker, are producing and using small 10, 15, 20, 30 gallon barrels instead of 52s. And they are aging and, and trying to portray or create a whiskey that's five years old in eight, nine, 10 months. And you're exactly right. There is no substitute for time. You can get away with some of that, but if you're not careful, you're going to yeah. get over oak. I mean, you, yeah, exactly. You can, you can push it up to that line and try to get as much as you can out of the small barrel to give you that edge. But if you cross that line, it, it's a it's a pretty swift drop, so it's 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 dangerous, right? So for me, this whiskey is more interesting than the first one, um, but uh, like I said, I, I think this particular bottle and or barrel got a little bit over oaked, and that over oak uh, lended some some bitterness. So again, I'd love to see this whiskey, this blend of whiskeys. It's really what it is, rather than a, a one mash bill. Um, more time, bigger barrel, but allow it to to just kind of settle and marry and balance itself out. I think it's going to be a wonderful whiskey as it gains years in maturity. But for today, it's a, it's a two sipper. Well, isn't that nice? Well, I'm going to ask you, I, I, I can't really add much to what you guys have already said. Um, the one thing that I pick up on this with the rye in it, is I pick up the rye notes, but it's not what you would expect when you've got a you know a high rye whiskey where the rye is part of one mash bill and you make one whiskey out of it. You know you get a certain rye character that way. The rye character I get out of this is more of the character if you've ever had a hundred percent rye whiskey. A hundred percent rye whiskey has a very different flavor to it. It has a very different nose, almost this putty nose to it. And I get that flavor in this whiskey as opposed to, say, a high rye bourbon whiskey where you're making it using rye as a flavoring grain in the mash. You're getting a different rye character to it. Um, not to say that that's bad or wrong. It's just it's different. Um, it it definitely needs some time. Um, I definitely got a little bit of the tannin out of the wood more than I did on the first one. But I also got a, you know, a good bit more of the flavor out of it. Um, Again, it, it, I, I think they're on the right track. I think they're moving forward, and I think they're doing the right thing. And you know, I applaud their efforts. You know, they're they're doing you know table to table to glass with all of their stuff. You know, it's all Florida grown farm to glass. I think you yeah. meant yeah, farm to glass. Um, so it's you know they're they're doing the right thing. Good for them, and uh, I give it a solid two. Well, isn't that nice? It's a good thing you didn't have much to add to that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the last one from Timber Creek. We're going to have Maury do that one. Thank you, Bob. So this is the Timber Creek Reserve Florida. I'm sorry. This is the Timber Creek Florida Black Rye Whiskey. It clocks in at 46.5% ABV, so it's back down at the same proof as the entry-level uh, bourbon, whereas the reserve was at 50%. This whiskey is made from 100% Florida Black 401 rye it's a strain of gr a grain that grows only in florida and uh i i do want to applaud what they've done i mean uh, for those of you out there that don't know working with with uh, rye is difficult for fermentation it's difficult in lots and lots of ways and there are very 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 few whiskeys that are 100 percent rye even some of the best known uh ryes that are out there um are coming out of one of the biggest rides producers in the u.s are 95 percent five using that five percent uh, malted barley 
to give the enzymes to start fermentation. So working with straight rye is uh, is definitely a challenge. Uh, this whiskey's got a same uh, beautiful golden bordering on mahogany color. Um, it's got a an interesting nose. If I didn't know better, I'd think it had some corn. I really get some corn notes on the nose. It's definitely young grain notes that I, I'm getting on the nose. Um, on the palate, it's interesting. We, I think we discussed it earlier and thinks it's, think, I think it's got some uh, Middle Eastern spice to it, perhaps yeah. even a hint of cardamom. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very unusual taste. It's definitely different than almost anything I've ever had before. And um, I really like it. I like where it's going. And I think uh, I'd love to see this, if it doesn't get over-oaked, you know, another one, two, three, four years in the barrel, uh, I think to let it rest, settle out, balance out, even out, it's going to be a, it could potentially be a spectacular whiskey. So I'd love to see more stuff coming out of black rye. <coughs> I've not had any black rye whiskeys before. I like this one really quite a lot of the three. It was definitely my favorite. And uh, with that, I gave it a solid three sips. Interesting. <laughs> Justin, what'd you think? So, I never had a nose on a rye like this before. I, I definitely detected curry, and I was speaking with uh, Brent, and he detected some clove on it, and then I immediately got that note also. It was pretty subtle on the front end, but the rye flavor really populates the back end. I'd love to see them um, put this in a freezer like a commercial freezer for a couple of days, two or three times a year to pull the whiskey back out of the wood. And I think that would give it some perfect balance, but it's a very interesting and good rise. It is. I give it three sips. Interesting. All right. What'd you think, Brent? Uh, the word interesting is just exactly it. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting, you know, and the, that's why the three sips uh, really kind of, kind of uh, fits this because you do get you do get those you know the rye notes a little bit of hints of vanilla in this on the nose and stuff but you get the clove and like you said the curry and so that's that's really the the finish on it um it mellows out a little bit but um it it needs a little bit more time and uh, interesting is really the word of this of this it's it's a different rye than anybody's used before and so that's why i guess we're we're intrigued by where this can go and what's going to happen with it and you know who else is going to use it i know a couple other distilleries are looking at, at using florida black rye um so i'm gonna go three sips hold on i was sleeping. interesting interesting yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man thank you dude dude <laughs> The dude abides. You know, that. That rug really tied the room together, did it not? Yeah, it did. It did. Um, yeah, I've got a. You know, Maury and I, as we were tasting, we're just staring at each other, trying to figure out that that spice that we were getting out of it. And that's, that's when I got up and started going through the spice cabinet in the kitchen. Uh, there's definitely cardamom in there. There's definitely a, a curry spice. It's, you know, it's like they always say, you know, that there's a difference between heat and spice. This is spice. This is not heat. This is, there's a difference between pepper spice in a rye and this kind of spice. This is more an herbaceous, more an herbal spice. It's, again, it's very interesting. And I really, I, I'm kind of excited to see where they're going with this black rye. You know, if, if this is what they can get out of it, and and you get some you know these guys and some other distilleries also working with this. I'd, I'd really like to see where they could go with this. Because yeah, it's it's not offensive. No, it's, no, it's, it's not it's, offensive I'm, at I'm, all. I'm, I'm I'm really digging the flavor profile on this, and I'm really curious to see where this will go with time. You know, you know which direction it's going to go. But yeah. you can only pray they've held some back. Yeah, and not commercialized and sold all of it because, uh, like I said, I, I agree. I think uh, another year or two in the oak. Um, We'll do it wonders. All right. Well, our next whiskey up, we're going to have Brent talk about. So take it away. This one is Kazuba and Sons. Bless you. Bless you. It's a 45%. Uh, <laughs> Hang on. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about the distillery before you move on. 
Um, the, the next whiskey is made by Kazuban Sons. They're a distillery originally founded in 2005 by Papa Kazuba, a retired biochemist. And he operated for several years in Poland. And then the family decided to uh, immigrate to the United States. And they've uh, moved their operation to St. Petersburg, Florida, in their warehouse art district. And my understanding is some of their initial releases were actually distilled in Poland and shipped over here, uh, already uh, partially matured, and then finished off here and bottled. And now their new make spirit is being distilled here uh, in St. Petersburg, uh, Florida. Well, this one's made here because it says product of St. Petersburg. Yeah, product of St. Petersburg. And that's one of the other things is that when you get the bottle, it's like a it's like a vodka bottle like you were talking about. And on the back labels, they've got images that you kind of see in some of these these bottles. This yeah, they got, got pictures on the back side of the labels. Is, so, yeah, yeah, pictures on the back side of the labels of uh, cute of yeah stuff of a breasted woman and a guy, you know. So yeah, nice. Okay, I'll stop. Looking interesting, at the interesting. Interesting. What he looked at first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> They're pitching this to you. Exactly. You know. Maybe when the maybe maybe she gets goes down a size or two when the bottle's empty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah this is a light bronze color um you know the uh, on the nose i got a very light spice notes um it's not very strong at all it's a very light nose and with the on the palate i got some pepper cloves a little bit of vanilla got some black cherries in there too and things the um and but the best part about this in about this bottle besides the uh, the label on the back there um is the finish uh, the finish, uh, it has a pepper and a clove finish that just lingers and lingers. It just sticks around for a long time. And it's not an offensive, not an offensive bourbon at all. It's, it's very enjoyable. And I, I love the finish. That's, uh, you know, it, you know, this one's very light compared to all the other ones that we have here from Florida are much darker. So it's deceptive in a way, but um, this one here. The bottle, the label, the finish, everything. I'm going to give it uh, three sips. Interesting. Yes, it is very interesting. It he's, is very interesting. He's quite enamored with that label. Oh, I am extremely enamored with it. <laughs> and actually, we tried their, their, they sent us a bottle of their white dog, and their white dog is actually very nice. Yeah. Very smooth and refined for yeah, a white yeah. dog. We'll be back. But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view And we're back, and we're talking about whiskey from the great state of Florida. And uh, we were talking about the Mr. Rye from Kozuba Sun. So, you. thank you. <laughs> Eventually, the audience is going to get that joke. <laughs> Why don't we have Maury tell us what he thinks? Thank you, Bob. I'm going to concur with a lot of uh, what Brent said. Uh, okay, again, then moving on. <laughs> this is an interesting whiskey. I love the fact that it's uh, that it's made from uh, a rye malt and caramelized rye malt. So it's. Uh, Interesting in that it's virtually 100% rye. There's no other grains in there. Um, I find it very intriguing. It's uh, it's unusual. It's different than anything I've had before. I'm thrilled that uh, they've set up shop here in our great state, and uh, and they're heading in the right direction. We we believe that this was aged uh, for three years or more in full size American oak barrels, and I like the fact that they specify that because uh, in contrast to our previous discussion. Uh, where we believe that maybe the barrels were a little too small, I think the larger barrels are going to avoid the problem of over-oaking. This one's got a really light golden color. It's definitely lightest of almost anything we've drank today. And um, it's got a, a, 
a very pleasant nose. It's got some interesting stuff going on in the nose. It's very, uh, fairly complex and, uh, uh, doesn't have quite the viscosity as some of the other whiskeys, but it's, uh, it's definitely nice on the palate. It's got a medium finish. Uh, I find it, I find it really interesting. And with that, I give it three sips. Interesting. Well, Justin, what do you think? I think it's um, sweet and light. I'd love to try it in uh, Manhattan with uh, dry vermouth because I don't think you'd even need the sweet vermouth with this rye. And uh, I'd love to see what else they come out with. I gave it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? All right. Um, yeah, I found this very interesting. Uh, I, I picked up on the nose. I picked up some anise on the nose. I got some of the rye spice on the back palate. Um I don't know about the viscosity per se. It's a little thin. It, yeah, but at the same token, I mean, on the glass, the legs are just huge on this. So it's 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 a light feeling palate, but there's 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 definitely some oil to this thing because I mean, it definitely coats the glass. Um, confusing. And, it's confusing. I've spent most of my life confused. Um, I, you know, I, I I I agree with Brent on the finish. It's it's got a it's got a pretty decent finish on it, and you know, a medium finish, and it it seems to go on for a good bit of time. Um, give it a solid three. Interesting. Thank you, sir. May I have another? There you go. All right. Well, we're going to have Maury talk about our next whiskey. So take it away. Thank you, Bob. Uh, next will be the uh, Wild Buck Rye Whiskey at fifty percent ABV. Wild Buck uh, Whiskey is a 100% rye whiskey made on an 80-acre farm in Wikiwachi, Florida. Yes, that's Wikiwachi, where they still do mermaid shows. Some of the rye is grown on the farm, and the rest is grown down the road in Brooksville, Florida. Each batch is made with this local rye, Florida rye, and with ultraviolet purified rainwater. Each batch is handmade, hand-bottled, and hand-labeled. So these guys don't have a great water source. We did meet and speak with them at uh, a if recent. If you've ever been to that part of the state of Florida, I, I, I met I met this gentleman and I met the two of them that, that run this place. And when they told me where they were, I, I just stared at them. I said, how is it you make water, whiskey there? Because the water almost comes out in chunks in the faucet in this place. And that's when he told me he said rainwater. And I immediately I thought that's brilliant, but it's also very limiting. But they seem to be doing well with it. Yeah, so. we did. We both had the opportunity to meet them at a recent uh, Florida whiskey show. Uh, they're really super nice people. Yeah. You're not um, getting more hands-on. I mean, it's the two people that are making your whiskey yeah. or the two people that are bottling it, putting the yeah. labels on it, packing the boxes, and shipping it out. Yeah, you've got Natalie and Kevin, and they're really uh, a wonderful, uh, wonderful group. They're uh, they're very passionate about what they do, and uh, yeah, they're in a remote part of the state, but. Uh, but there's definitely some interesting stuff going on there, especially if you like mermaids. Oh yeah, I've been. Hey, I've been to the mermaid show. It's awesome. I was just there last month. Yeah, exactly. It's very See? cool. Yeah. Elvis was there. There's a picture of him on the wall there. I can. I just can't imagine like in the 50s how. I mean, it's kind of remote now. I can't imagine back that far. Holy cow! That's the edge of the universe. Yeah. I wonder if they've ever tried using the spring water from up there that. Instead of the rainwater, I mean that's they're right there next Where to the spring. Well, limited by rain, but yeah, they apparently yeah. get enough. They're yeah. they're I don't think they're close enough to that spring water. So, and you got to wonder whether the rainwater, you know, obviously is not the water we're used to limestone purified water, low in iron, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm not sure what that influences has on this um, on this whiskey. Well, it's going to um, be low in iron if it's rainwater for sure. Yeah. So that's that's the key. But no limestone. Because yeah. uh, here's the thing: you, you can't make whiskey with water without a higher iron content because it makes the whiskey it makes Bitter. it taste horrible and it makes it black. So you know, if you've got a high iron content in your water, you you've either got to filter the living heck out of it or you've got to find a new water source. So, well, this particular whiskey is uh, is interesting. It's got um, a youthful nose, uh, a lot of grain on the nose. Uh, if I didn't know better, I think there was some corn in here. It's definitely got young grain uh, spirit on the nose. It's got a very nice color. Uh, it's it's uh, golden with a little hint, little hint of copper. Um, it uh, feels nice on the palate. Uh, it's an interesting whiskey. But that's got... Um, you know, layers, but in my view, it, it's just a little bit young. I think it's well made. I'd like to see where it's going. 
I'd love to see this whiskey aged um, another year or two or three in oak. Uh, I think they're m making the right decision to using um, full-size barrels. Um, but I think it's just, it's young for my palate. It needs a little bit more time. It's got plenty of, uh, plenty of proof on it. I'm glad that they didn't proof it down any further. Uh, hopefully they'll come out with a bonded version, which will, uh, kind of a benchmark it for being, uh, both quality and, and proof, etc. Um, I love that they're making it in Florida and I love that, uh, they're, they're making it near the mermaids. So, uh, we all ought to make a field trip to see the mermaids and the whiskey. Well, I and, tried to see the whiskey there, but they yeah, were closed for the summer. Yeah. So with that, I give it three sips. Interesting. Maybe they were just put up by the creepy guys standing at their fence post going, yeah. let me in. I <laughs> smell liquor. <laughs> yeah. All right, Justin, what'd you think? So I got a lot of spice on the nose and uh, I got a front end when I tasted it of black pepper. And then I got anise on the back end. It had a pretty long finish for a young rye. And uh, I'm really proud of the product that these people put out. I gave it three sips. Interesting. All right. Well, when the first time I tried this, it reminded me of Millstone Rye out of Holland. I mean, it's it's very reminiscent. It's got that. You can tell it's 100% rye from that nose. I mean, it's just got that. It's got that very distinct rye nose. You know, really well made. Like you said, they're 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 doing the right thing. And every year that this gets older, I think it's just going to get better. I think they're doing a great job with it. I mean, they're super nice people, and you can just when you talk to them, you can just see they're not doing this because it's a job. They're doing it because they love it. You know, so. More power to them. They're 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 making a good solid whiskey. I give it three sips. Interesting. I mean, I think if you live in Florida, you got to support these distilleries. Even if you don't, you should support these distilleries. They're uh, they're all moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you live here, you got to have a Florida whiskey in your uh, in your collection, and uh, pour it for your guests when they come visit from out of town, and show them we're uh, we're not just about sunshine and suntan, but we got some great new stuff coming out. Come on, what do you think, Brent? Okay, um, and I I enjoyed it, but I'm not not as high on this as you guys are. I got the I got a little bit of bitterness in the black pepper, um, and I almost got a, like a graininess on the on the uh, on the tongue and stuff. But uh, this is not not my favorite one of the of the Florida of the Florida whiskeys here in Florida bourbons. But I'm just going to give this a two sips. Well, isn't that nice? All right, for our last Florida distillery, we're going to have Justin tell us about our next whiskey. So the next whiskey we're going over is the St. Augustine Double Cask. And it's a 46.9% alcohol by volume. Found in the oldest continuously occupied city in North America. One of my favorite towns. It's a great little town. It is. The St. Augustine Distillery was an established in a historic building originally built in 1907, 110 years ago, that once housed St. Augustine's first power and ice plant. The bourbon is made from a mash bill of 60% regional corn, 22% malted barley, and 18% regional wheat. Originally barreled at 125 proof and 25 gallon, New oak barrels using several different char profiles. A portion of the spirit was then moved into 53-gallon barrels to continue aging while preventing over-extraction. This first release is a combination of barrels ranging from 16 to 28 months of age. It is very dark in color. The nose is uh, very powerful. Um can be difficult to get used to. I've been smelling it a lot and I'm starting to get used to it. It's a definitely different profile than Kentucky bourbons of any kind I've ever had before. It's um, very uh, wine forward on the palate and there's lots of wood in this thing on the front end. And uh, once the wood recedes, then the wave of wine kicks on. So if you love strong wine and oak, this might be the, the whiskey for you. 
I gave it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? I was wondering if he was doing the port finish as well. The port finish is very similar to the double cask. I, I didn't detect a lot of difference between either one. All right. Well, Maury, what'd you think? Um, well, I've been there and I love the place. I love the history. I love the building. Uh, the ice plant's pretty spectacular. They've got a little cocktail bar around the side. Yeah, that, that cocktail bar is hopping. Yeah. And they're doing some really great stuff. And uh, I spent a lot of time and effort trying to source the first couple of bottles coming out of there because I, I think that, and I do believe these guys are going to be the, the, the stuff in, uh, in time to come. This is a very nice first release. It's, uh, it's well made. It's well put together. It's got beautiful color. It's got nice viscosity on the palate. Um, it's a little bit young. And uh, and I admit it that uh, I'm uh, I've been drinking bourbon a long time and I like mature bourbon on the palate. This has got complexity. It's got layers. It's got notes. It's got a lot of interesting things going on. But on the nose, for me, it's dominated by corn, by young corn on the palate. Get a little bit of the same. I don't really agree with Justin about the wine notes and wine forward. I'm not really sure where that that comes from i do agree that the two expressions that they have are fairly similar but um but i don't get a lot of wine on either one of them um i, I think it's a really nice effort i think it's got a moderate finish um i give it three sips all right interesting brent what do you think well the color the colors on these are, like I said, they're, they're dark. It's a nice dark color, and th that's a little bit deceptive because I'm expecting more flavor out of it when I when I see something like that. You know, you look at the bottle, you're like, yes, I'm gonna get that, gonna get those great flavors out of it. You know, but um, you know, you get some clove, some pepper, allspice, and oak. But I miss again, I'm missing the. Most of these Florida bourbons, I'm just missing that that vanilla and caramel yeah. and notes, that and you, that takes time to, yeah, to come to, out of the to, woods. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but so I'm so I'm really missing that. Um, you know, and the uh, right, they're interesting, but they're not the same as a classic Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's and if the they whole leave thing. Them, and they leave them in the barrel longer; they'll start getting those notes. So. Yeah, and the, you know, and they're using. And of course, they're changing the barrel here on this, so they're using going in a. In a you know putting it from a small barrel to a large barrel but um you know you have the spite on the on the finish i got the spice notes on the on the front of the tongue but there's not much of a finish and to me the color is the best part of this bourbon you know it's so promising yet you know i feel a little let down you know and i guess let let down because of the age and let down because i'm kind of deceived by the by the color so but i'm just going to give this uh two sips well isn't that nice well, I can't really add much to what you guys have said. Uh, you know, well made, well put together. Um, just needs more time. Um, you know, nothing fundamentally wrong with it. Just needs more time. Um, and I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a two sips. Well, isn't that nice? And Brent's going to tell us about the last one that we have for today from St. Augustine Distillery. Okay, this is a St. Augustine Distillery uh, Port Finished Bourbon. It's 51% ABV. Uh, this release was made by taking their double cask bourbon and then finishing in port wine barrels from the San Sebastian Winery. It's, yeah, also it's right located, next door. Yeah. yeah, right located right there in St. Augustine. They're uh, they're they're using a local another local source, so they're locally sourcing all you know as many of their products as they can. You know they're and uh, they're also locally sourcing their wine barrels. So the one thing about this is it's used in a port wine barrel, but almost nothing different in the uh in the flavor to it from you know the port finish doesn't give enough enough of an effect to it for me so i'm gonna uh i'm just gonna give this a two sips well isn't that nice maury what'd you think i agree with brian it doesn't really distinct uh distinguish itself very much from the first bourbon uh i think they increased the price they really uh jacked the packaging up a little bit uh the small bottles are, are similar to the old but uh, it really doesn't do much for it. To me, I gave it two sips. I think it's a nice whiskey, well, nice? but it's not quite there yet. All right, Justin? The port finish one I found was very similar to the double cask and um, definitely port forward on the nose. It had a longer finish than the double cask, and it was very sweet. 
And when you open this, let some air get to it. What? What's your rate? Three sips. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. You catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Sud Smokes and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor, please. Take the time to rate this episode. It really helps us out, and it lets us get your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you, Maury. Bob, always a pleasure to be here in the basement. It's a nice basement here in it Florida. It really is. And thank you, Brent. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I finally get the uh, correlation between all the crackers you got out in Florida. I understand <laughs> that now. Listen, New York boy, you're lucky we let you live here. Ay, ay, ay. All right, for Simpsons and Smokes, this is Made Man Bob, and we thank you for joining us. And remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. Or cheap whiskey, even. Or both. Or, or both. both. I don't mind if it's cheap as long as it's good. Yeah. Well, hopefully these Florida bourbons price. will, will yeah, grow here. In, you know, in, in years, they'll, you know, they can only get older. That's their good sign. Yeah. Tanhan production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.